Welcome to Divergent Dialogues, where we, Tina and Caitlin, delve into our personal and professional experiences of being accredited mental health social workers, neurodivergent affirming therapists who specialize in working with autistic folks and ADHDers, researchers and neurodivergent ourselves, autistic ADHDers. Our podcast aims to provide a unique holistic perspective of neurodivergent mental health and therapy from those who not only practice it, but also live it. Our podcast is guided by our values of integrity, honest and ethical, equity, fairness and social justice, wisdom, integrating theory, research, practice experience and lived experience, and curiosity, openness to different perspectives and lifelong learning. When you know better, you do better. Each episode, we unpack a topic pertinent to autistic folks and ADHDers using the multidimensional theory of human development, exploring inner experiences, intersectionality, and how it interacts with the environment, relationally, socially, culturally, and systemically. We also discuss how evidence-based therapeutic approaches can be modified to be neurodivergent affirming. We share our journeys navigating life and work as autistic ADHDers and how these experiences have shaped our therapeutic approach. From our struggles to our triumphs, we offer an authentic insider's look at neurodivergent life, providing valuable insights aiming to enhance understanding and empathy to contribute to social and systemic change for autistic folks and ADHDers. My name's Caitlin. Um, I have a private practice in Brisbane called Cathartic Collaborations. Um, So I'm an accredited mental health social worker, um, in private practice there. I'm currently uh, a, an academic tutor at uh, one of the universities in Brisbane and I'm also just about to start a PhD uh, researching um, autistic mental health. So I'm really excited to be starting that um, in the beginning of 2024. My name is Tina and I am also an accredited mental health social worker in private practice. Um, but my uh, practice is called Balance Centre for Mental Health and you can find me in North Brisbane as well. I'm also a academic tutor at one of the um, universities in Brisbane and just about to start my PhD, which will be a qualitative exploration of women's experience in accessing assessment diagnosis of neurodiversity in adulthood. Um, as you can probably guess, Caitlin and I are pretty much the same person. <laughs> yeah, we share we share a few um, personality traits. Um, and- but yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm really lucky uh, to have Tina um, because yeah, we do have so many similarities and pretty lucky to have someone to do this whole PhD journey with. Hopefully I won't tear too many hairs out, um, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So um, cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tina, it would be really helpful um, if you can give us a little bit of an overview of um, the harms, multidimensional approach to human development. For those of you that are listening, I can put a link in the show notes to this diagram. Otherwise, you can watch um, this on YouTube. Thank you. (laughs) So this is a um, great little diagram of uh, harms as 
multi-dimensional approach. And as you can see, it's, we have the um, inner world and the outer world. So they're sort of two main concepts of the multi-dimensional approach. And this is a this is a perspective of human development uh, and behaviour that social workers um, incorporate into their practice. It's very much so a holistic understanding of of well being. So um, the the multidimensional approach acknowledges that people um, occupy in, uh, influence and are influenced by multiple dimensions simultaneously so these things are all sort of going on at once and they can be you know quite um quite complex and sometimes really difficult to pull apart so it's not possible to only address one thing at a time when they all do influence and are influenced by each other so um if we if we look at the inner world which is like the bios bio, psycho, social, and spiritual dimensions, um, they're all sort of interacting simultaneously as well. And then a person's environment, which is made up of um, their relationships between people and environments, um, and that that highlights all human behaviour um it emerges as a result as intrinsic links between people and their environments. So that's looking at things like where they live, where they grew up, um, what structural uh, resources did they have access to, you know, hospitals, schools, things like that. What was the culture that they grew up in um, and around their, their families? What are their families' um, culture family culture and norms that they experienced. You know, it's it's always interesting listening to other people talk about things that were so accepted in their family and, you know, you've never experienced it in your own family. So it's, it's really interesting and important to understand how uh, strong those influences can actually be. Yeah. It just made me think of when, um, you know, a, a child comes through my practice and I identify them as an autistic ADHD and I'm describing some of, um, I guess, their their traits and the parents like, oh, well, I do that or, oh, that's usual. Like everyone in our family does that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> okay. And I mean, um, like, it's a, that's a really interesting point because that's quite often why um, so many people uh, travel through life uh, not knowing that they're autistic or ADHD because they've they've been raised in these families. No one has a diagnosis. No one knows what their neurotype is, but they're all just so accepting of these like little um, quirks to personality, and they're just nurtured. But then you grow up and you head out into the real world and all of a sudden people are constantly telling you that you're not quite normal and it's like mm, yeah I thought I was and you start asking questions and realize right okay so that's <laughs> a bit different um, yeah still normal just different yeah and I guess we thought that this model would be really helpful because um I think sometimes the perception of autistic folks and ADHD is it can be very one-dimensional 
um, you know, that there is, I guess, those stereotypes portrayed in, um, you know, in the media. Um, so we wanted to show that there's many facets and complexities to um, autistic ADHDers. And also as social workers, uh, we felt that this model really fit well for us because we work in that holistic um, way and we do see that complexity and we don't think that there's just one solution for everything. Um, and it also fits in really well with the neurodivergent affirming movement that not only talks about that inner world stuff, but also that outer world, um, you know, the cultural, social um, norms and that influence on um, autistic and ADHDers. Uh, so Tina, I think um, you wanted to talk a little bit about how, uh, I guess, social work fits into all of this. Yeah. So as, as we mentioned earlier, both Caitlin and I are uh, social workers and our social work training does bring a different approach to working with autistic folk and ADHDers. Um, and we'll just a different sort of view on um, mental health, well-being, uh, life in general. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'm going to refer back to um, Harms's definition of social work because, well, I really like it and <laughs> we do underpin everything we do from her sort of framework, the multidimensional approach. So Harms defines social work as um, social workers have a long-standing concern with influencing environments, relationships, and inner experiences, so they are supportive of positive experiences, experiences of human growth, health, and satisfaction. This is reflected in our current global definition of social work, where it is stated that our aim is to be a practice-based profession and an academic discipline that promotes social change and development, social cohesion, and the empowerment and liberation of people. I really, I really like that. And, you know, social work as a profession, we have guiding principles and underpinning theories um, of like social justice, human rights, collective responsibility, respect for diversities. Um, they're all central to uh, social work. Yeah. And I think it's really important to mention that, um, you know, with the neurodiversity affirming movement, a lot of these sorts of changes in practices are quite new for a lot of other allied health and workers. But for social workers, we've been doing this for years and years and years. Like we've always been about advocacy, uh, social justice, working holistically, working systemically with people. So I think social workers are really well positioned to be working with autistic folks and ADHDers in a neurodivergent affirming way. Yeah, uh, meeting people where they're at rather than um, helping them to um, meet society's expectations. Yeah, I think it's also important to mention a bit about accredited mental health social workers. So as we mentioned before, Tina and I, are accredited mental health social workers. Um, and in order to become uh, one, you have to do two years postgraduate um, from your um, bachelor and master's degree in social work, um, specialising in, in clinical mental health practice. Um, and also you have to complete a lot of additional training around focused psychological strategies. So 
Um, in addition to, I guess, um, you know, what we've discussed uh, with social workers, uh, we can also um, deliver therapies and psychological interventions um, to autistic ADHDs as well. So again, I think that positions us really well to provide um, a really holistic service for autistic ADHDs. Is there anything yeah. else that you think I've missed, Tina, in that around? I think you I think you summed that up nicely. Uh, to maintain our accreditation uh, and our, you know, Medicare provider status, we do also have to uh, maintain continuous professional development and clinical supervision. So we, um, yeah, we have to... Um, maintain a pretty high standard of, of practice to remain accredited mental health social workers. Yeah. Um, listeners and viewers may have noticed by our uh, accents that we are from Australia. So mm -hmm. I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's important to mention that um, a lot of the stuff that we will be talking about will be more catered towards the Australian context. Um, but there may be um, international listeners that may still get benefit out of some of the things um, that we do discuss. But yeah, like things like Medicare and things like that, um, you know, that is Australia based. Um, but we'll try and keep it um, broad. But I guess especially when we're talking about the cultural aspects, it probably is more going to be around Australian culture because it's its own unique little thing. Thank you to everyone that has listened to um, our introductory podcast. Um, so we're hoping to put out a podcast every fortnight for um, everyone to listen to. Um, and, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing, um, I guess, what this podcast grows into. Um, and we really appreciate um, all of our listeners um, and any support that you can give us.